0: Welcome to the Kindness Podcast. I'm Nicole Phillips. 26-year-old Anna Wassman was just two months shy of graduating from Loyola University's Business School in Chicago when she began feeling out of sorts. As a former professional ballerina, she was used to listening to her body. Well, Anna's life immediately changed when she learned she had breast cancer. Receiving a diagnosis at such a young age led Anna to evaluate her purpose and the power of kindness in her life. So Anna, I'd like to start by talking a little bit about how sometimes life sneaks up on us. You know, we have these great plans for how we think life's going to go, and and the lessons we're going to teach the world, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> <laughs> life can jump out at us, can it?
1: <laughs> yep, life really has a way of sneaking up on you. I'm I'm actually laughing as you're saying that because it that is just so true. I uh, I was kind of on this path thinking that. I was going to do, you know, I was going to graduate, I was going to get a job and I was going to do all this stuff. And then all of a sudden I'd be, you know, at this great place in my career. And then it's all going to line up with like, you know, getting married and having a family and all these things. And, you know, life happens. And, um, a big part of that was actually being diagnosed with breast cancer for me. And that's definitely one way that life has thrown a curveball at me. Um, but you know, you kind of just I don't know, you kind of just take it from there. And I'm sure you kind of understand that too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I went in on my 40th birthday and that's when I was diagnosed, but you are significantly younger than me. And it is really, really rare for someone, you know, younger than 40 to, to find breast cancer. So tell me what that was about.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yeah, definitely very rare. Um, Very shocking too. You know, when you're, I was 25 and, and, just doing some type of self-exam and found a weird lump and then just decided it just didn't feel right. You know, when something just doesn't sit right with you. So next day I immediately went to the doctor, made sure, you know, they kind of reassured me that it would be okay because of my age, but then sent me in for a ultrasound, a biopsy, just to make sure everything was okay. And well, turns out it wasn't. And I'm glad that we did take those next steps because it could have been worse type of thing. Um, and not saying that it wasn't bad in its own, but I'm glad that I took those steps because it, even though it was an unfortunate thing that happened, I'm glad I found it because I was able to deal with it head on and just kind of, you know, take that curveball that life through me and kind of go with it and make sure that I was okay. And that I'd, I'd be here another day.
0: Right. And breast cancer is so treatable when we find it and we acknowledge it. But so many times women are so busy taking yeah. care of other people that they just you know, or they stay on there. Yes. This is my career path. This is my, you know, whatever path. <laughs> I, I don't have time for breast cancer, so I'm not going to go check it out. So
1: yeah. Yes, exactly. For- and uh, trust me, that thought definitely went through my head where I was like, wow, no, this is terrible timing. I This can't happen to me right now. Like, no way. <laughs>
0: you were like two months away from graduating. Is that right?
1: I was, yeah. So I guess just a little background, since you're not typically 25 when you graduate college, um, or I guess it doesn't matter, but I took a different way. Just like how, you know, in life, people have different paths. I was a professional ballerina right after high school. So I took some time off between high school and college and went back to college um, later. So yes, it was kind of that next step for me. I was two months away from graduating, from going back to school, and that's when I found my lump. So definitely bad timing. Um, and I already had like a job lined up after graduation, everything like that. Um, and unfortunately it just kind of pushed things back a little bit and shifted the way I kind of took those next steps in life.
0: What was the treatment for you?
1: Um, for me, it was, I opted to do surgery first. Um, a lot of that was kind of driven from the fact that I was going to graduate in two months. I didn't want to start chemo because I had heard it can kind of impact, um, just your memory and how your brain functions and stuff like that. And it, it definitely had that type of an impact to me while I was in chemo. It kind of makes you cloudy and stuff. So I opted to have surgery first so that when I was recovering, I could go back to school and do all these things and graduate. Um, so I did surgery first. And then a few weeks after that, I actually did, um, egg freezing. So fertility preservation, Oh yeah. So the, Yes. Yeah. Big part of it, because when you are so young, um, and I don't have kids, it's chemo can actually impact your fertility. So decided my doctors thought it would be the right thing for me to go through egg preservation. So I did that. Um, And then, you know, from all those pretty substantial surgeries, I took I think it was around, like, a month and a half, two months off of just kind of everything. I was kind of in, like, a, I guess, like, a sitting period while I was healing. Um, And then I started chemo. Uh, My first one was in end of May, so, like, May 31st or May 30th, whichever one it was. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I... And then, yeah, I just started, I had six rounds of chemotherapy and then also in combination with a type of um, targeted therapy, just because my breast cancer was like hormone positive and receptive to those. So they give you a slightly different treatment, just depending on what kind you have. Um, And I did about six rounds of that and it was every three weeks. So every three weeks I'd be in and out of the hospital getting these treatments done and then you know dealing with the side effects kind of in between all of that time um so yeah that was pretty much my treatment plan
0: so what what sort of surgery did you have did you have a mastectomy or a lumpectomy
1: yes i um i opted for a bilateral mastectomy actually um not that my doctor said that i had to have it they said we could just do uh, unilateral or any you know even a lumpectomy but just given my age and also given like what some of the other scans are showing, I just personally felt that I could lower my risk even more by getting the full bilateral mastectomy.
0: Right. And then did you go for reconstruction immediately, or what were your thoughts on I that? I did. Mm-hmm.
1: I did immediate reconstruction, um, and unfortunately, I didn't have enough skin to actually um, do just kind of like the one and done. So I actually had expanders for. The whole time I was going through chemo, and it wasn't until two months after I was done with chemo that we were able to do the exchange surgery to put final implants in um, and everything like that. Okay,
0: so I've talked to a lot of breast cancer survivors who have done the, um, that sort of um, kind of the swap surgery. Are mm-hmm. are you happy with the results, or have you had to go back in and do more reconstruction? You know, because you're young still. You're young, yeah. and you, you've got a lots of life to live.
1: <laughs> yes. Um, I've actually been extremely happy with the results. Um, I was very happy with the work that my plastic surgeon did, and also just my surgeon who helped, you know, remove all the tissue. Um I've heard, obviously, from other people that they haven't been happy and they have gone in through for revisions. Um, I think the only thing I would do at this point is uh, my plastic surgeon had me do some fat grafting just to make the appearance a little bit more natural looking. Um, So I think over time I've heard that the fat they did initially can actually... um, I guess, like decrease just because of how your body works. Um, So I might go back and do like one more round of that, but then also um, potential like nipple reconstruction because I did end up uh, losing one of my nipples in the process. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay.
0: It all sounds so familiar to me and it will to everyone (laughs) else out there who is a breast cancer survivor, right? Because we just, we get it, you know, things that we never wanted an education in, we all have an education in. Um, exactly. Yep.
1: Never thought I'd know this much about my body and my breast health, but hey, you know, you you learn what you have to.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you do. But the the interesting thing for me um, is that along the way, when I talk to breast cancer survivors, I um, love to ask them about the kindness they received. And some will say they're, they're still so kind of angry about having to have had the disease and having to go through it. So some will say, you know, my family left me, my husband left me, the, the, you know, I didn't have any support, I didn't have any of that. Um, But oftentimes, when I continue to talk to them and prod a little bit, they'll mention like, but I had one really special nurse, or I had one person who picked me up and took me to my appointments. Or, you know, there's always that kind of kindness silver lining in the midst of that. What, what did you, what was your experience with kindness? during your, your battle?
1: I think I was pretty lucky and fortunate in the sense that my friends and family were there for me um, the whole time. And I think they probably wanted to be there for me more, but personally, you know, it's.
0: Yeah. Back off. I need a little space. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So they were definitely there for me. Um, I'm, I'm a planner definitely. And so I kind of emailed all my girlfriends and I was like, Hey, you know, this is what I'm going through. And everyone had kind of asked me before this, they were like, what can we do? Everyone always asks you that. And at the moment you, you don't know what to tell people. You never know what anyone can do until you actually need them to do something for you. Um, so I, I emailed all my friends and I was like, Hey, these are the dates of my treatment. Would love it if we could just do like a rotating schedule. So I know who's kind of coming with me to treatment because also, you know, you can't show up with 10 people to chemo and have all your nurses and doctors trying to like, you know, get around them. Um, So my friends are great. They all kind of committed to schedules and not all my friends live in the same city as I do. Um, and people flew in, people were there, and they just came with me. You know, for that day, they sat with me for the four or five hours I was sitting there getting infusions done. And it was just nice because, you know, you're you're able to catch up in just a different way. And it kind of makes you forget that that's where you are. And that's where you are in that moment. And that, you know, you're going through chemotherapy because you got this unfortunate disease. And so it, it was just a nice way that I think everyone showed their kindness was to really just be there and get my mind off of what was actually going on. Um, I think on top of that, like from a kindness perspective, I think I also found ways to show kindness to other breast cancer. Um, I guess patients, um, I think as you kind of said, it's like, you don't know until you're actually going through it. But a big part of when I was going through it was helping those who are also young or older, too, that have recently been diagnosed. And it was, you know, I went with a couple of girls that didn't have anyone to go with them, went to them to appointments and helped them talk through stuff and just give them not necessarily advice because I think for everyone you have a different path just depending on your body and what's right for you, but give like tell them what I did and give them like you could do this or you could do that or I've heard other people doing this. So it's, So they know that it's not just one option. There's many options when it comes to things. But I think just showing that kindness to other people that are going through this or even just sometimes you just need to talk and vent and being there for people. Um, So I think it kind of came full circle. Like being able to have that support from my family and friends, I felt fortunate enough to also help and give that, show that kindness to other women who are going through breast cancer.
0: Mm -hmm. And I definitely know what it feels like to receive that sort of, support and that sort of kindness when, when you're just, you know, kind of scared out of your wits, but what did you get? What, what feeling even now do you get um, when you're able to kind of walk with someone else who's going through this, what's in it for you?
1: I think for me, and honestly, it's been kind of part of my healing process. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know that sounds kind of, (laughs) kind of weird, but In being able to help others and kind of talk through it, it almost just helps me realize, like, yeah, this was a hard thing I went through. And, yes, I am on the other side of it now, and I made it through. But I still remember that feeling of, like, being scared and not knowing what was to come. So, you know, even though in helping others you're kind of, like, reliving it, I think it's also just it helps you kind of process it. And just take it in, in like a different way and helps you just, I guess, deal with the reality of what actually happened. Because, you know, now I'm, I'm in my everyday normal life and I've kind of actually, I haven't actually done too much in the breast cancer community lately um, because I I did need to take a step back for a couple months just to, to process everything. Um, But I still had people reach out to me and I've still talked to them and I've still, made sure that they're okay. Um, and every time I do, of course it's hard, but it, it definitely helps me kind of see like how much I have progressed, like through treatment and just different things that happen. So, yeah, I don't know. I think that was a long answer to uh, the question, but definitely helping others helped me process, um, kind of the own, my own trauma that I dealt with in being diagnosed with breast cancer.
0: You know, you really hit on something, though, that I think is um, just a little piece of kindness that we can give to other women who maybe are going through this right now or, you know, have recently gone through it, and that is we hear so much about survivors helping other survivors but and women reaching mm-hmm. out to other women, but there is a time in which we just need to be able to be quiet, don't you think, and heal and process Without Completely. trying to save the world.
1: Yes, one hundred percent. And I definitely, like I mentioned, I I got to that point. I, um, you know, the entire time that I was going through treatment, I was really active in helping others and giving back to the community. And I think I joined. All these different, you know, breast cancer clubs and organizations. <laughs> that I was constantly yep. talking to people, and every <laughs> Facebook join, group like, the there is like yeah. a right. <laughs> yeah, so it was you know you just do these things because you're like, yeah, I want to give back because I'm I'm doing okay with this. And then it was kind of like I I just remember I, I started my job finally, and I was trying to still balance all this other. you know like this whole other life I felt like I had during my breast cancer um, treatment and I just kind of had a point where I was like I had thrown this great event and I love talking about it I love doing it but I just I took a step back and I looked at how drained I was because I don't think I ever still fully let myself have that time and that quiet to reflect and I realized okay I need to just I need to take a break and of course like All the groups, all the people are very understanding. Like, everyone still invites me to things. But truthfully, in the past probably three or four, maybe five months now, I've definitely been quieter and just sat with it and just have been dealing with it and, you know, and even just reassess where I'm at in my own personal life without dealing with breast cancer or dealing with those after effects of it. Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm. And there is someone listening right now I know, who maybe has nothing to do with breast cancer, but they're thinking to themselves, I needed to, I need permission to just be. And so friends, you have permission to just be like, sometimes kindness is about being kind to yourself. And it's so, so important. Anna, tell me where yeah. you are. What is, what does life look like? What are, where do you, where do you live? Where do you work? What's going on? <laughs>
1: Um, so I currently live in Chicago. Um Yeah, I I'm didn't mean I didn't mean give us your for, address. I
0: just wanted to know what town. So
1: good. <laughs> Chicago. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in Chicago. Yeah, no, no need for addresses. <laughs> um, uh but yeah, so I'm in Chicago. I'm I'm not from here originally. I'm actually from California. Um, but I've been out here for eight years. Um I love the city. It's great. I'm eventually trying to make my way back to the West Coast, though, so we'll see where life takes me. Um, I currently work for Bosch. They are a German company, and they do a bunch of different things from, like, IOT stuff to home appliances to power tools to automotive things. You name it. They've kind of done it. Um, Huge company. I will actually be going to Germany with them in a couple months. And I'll be out there for six months. so oh. kind of you know working in their marketing department and just learning a lot while I'm here. and it's been it's been great to work for them. So that's what I'm doing, and it's kind of where life is at right now for me as far as work. Um, personal life, I actually just got engaged, so that was exciting, uh, or still is. Um, and so I'm also planning a wedding. what will
0: will your fiance go to Germany with you, or will you have six months apart?
1: That is the question everyone loves to ask. Um, We will have six months apart, actually. He's going to come visit um, a lot. Luckily, I'm there for the holidays, so timing-wise, it works out. Um, But just with visas and trying to get all that together in such a short amount of time, uh, it was just easiest for him to visit versus come live there for the six months.
0: Well, do me a favor and take lots of notes on the kindness you see and on the ways kindness is the same and the way it's different in Germany and then check back in with me because I'd love, love, love to hear about that.
1: Yes, definitely. That I'm, I'm very interested to see how that is too. Um, I, I've only been to Germany once actually, and even when I was there, I actually have already seen the kindness of the German people. Um, I was... Long story short, I'd taken a train to Munich from Paris, and I had to stop through Stuttgart. Well, my train was delayed on the way out there, like five hours. And then on the way back, it got delayed and then also, like, canceled. So all of a sudden, next thing I knew, I was on this train through Germany, and it was going to a totally different station. I did not speak German. And the guy sitting next to me was very nice and translated everything the conductor was saying for me and just helped me find my way and told me the best way to actually make my way back to Paris. So definitely excited to see what other kindness comes out of the country, but so far so good. So very excited for that. Mm-hmm.
0: It's nice to be able to start our journeys with a with an act of kindness. So that's awesome. Anna, thank you so much uh, for talking with me today. And I know that you're working on a book um, a collaborative effort, perhaps, with other breast cancer survivors. So uh, we will we will listen for your name and look for your name and be sure to, to stay a friend of the Kindness Podcast because we want to know what you are up to. Yeah, thank you so much. This has been great. That was a conversation with former professional ballerina and breast cancer survivor, Anna Wassman. Find her on Instagram at Anna Amazing Journey. Thanks for listening to The Kindness Podcast. It's produced by WOUB Public Media and relies heavily on the kindness of engineer Adam Rich. I'm Nicole Phillips. We hope you'll subscribe to The Kindness Podcast wherever you listen and find us on social media at Kindness Podcast. If you like the show, please spread some kindness in the review section.